Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Valerie Lane, an architect, a realtor, and teaches building construction technologies and innovation at the University of Arizona School of Architecture. And of course, is a serial entrepreneur who's right in the middle of a transition of businesses, which I guess is exciting, and scary, and all kind of rolled into one. Hey, Valerie, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for having me. Oh, so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and uh, who is it that you'd love to work with? Okay. Uh, today, where am I? Um, I have I have just come off the heels of closing a business that I had for 16 years. I am in the middle of starting um, two new companies. One, they're, they're very related to one another. So one is like step step one in the second business, step two, and um, both ambitious undertakings. And um, the second part of your question is, uh, who, would, who would I love to work with? Yeah. Um, you know, I have I have an ambitious um, goal in my heart, and I live in Tucson, Arizona, and what I'd like to do is build a thousand houses this year and solve all of homelessness. So <laughs> now that, I love that. There are some lofty goals there. It's not about the business, not about the revenue, it's the impact, and not just direct impact on your clients, but here's, here's how I'm going to change the world. Now we're talking. Oh my gosh. So these two businesses, I love the way it's sort of step one and step two. So what what how are these sort of kind of working together? What's, what's the dream? What what are these? Uh so part of why I love architecture and um is the construction side of it. I love being on job sites, I love watching construction work happen. Um I think I, I ran around on construction sites as a kid. So I just I have a like a, a romance with with all things um, in that world. And so I, and I've been working as an architect with construction workers for a long time. And I came to realize that this lofty goal that I have is not going to be a, a company that does it all. It's going to be a company that creates networks and social networks and ref- and, and supportive community for multiple builders for mm. the city of Tucson, the payment for the county, for homeowners, realtors, architects. Um, if I can create a, a foundation of support and a ne- and a network that we can rely on each other for, we can we can build a thousand houses, and that doesn't require me to be a massive conglomerate company. It just I need to be true to my heart and 
really good at um, recognizing when you know relationships between people can be can be sort of lifted up and in servitude to our community. Yeah, it's how can we sort of leverage our skill set, our, our kind of dreams? What role can we play in? Because as huh, as business owners, it might be we take on too much or try and do everything and realize that between us working together, oh my gosh, the impact that we could all have is so much, it's so bigger. It's so much bigger than, than us and our business. Yeah, it's so easy to find, to focus in on what we do us is big or our business is the hub it's the biggest thing in the world um just takes our focus right yeah and I find that like by thinking in this way by being focused on my heart mission or my goal I don't have the desire to control how another person does their work if our if our missions align then our relationship will flourish and Mm. I will feel supportive of what my partners are doing without feeling like I'm creating a, a set of rules that everyone has to adhere to. We, we have a common mission. I can go do my part of it. That person can go do their part of it. I trust them. They trust me and we get more work done and nobody's mm. angry or yelling or urgent or you didn't do it right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so having a sort of common goal, you both in the direction, you all know the, the, the values. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's less about the actual what's, but it's the the sort of the why. And that can be thrown around, it can be quite tacky, but it's, it's so true in, okay, why are you trying to do this? What problem are you really mm-hmm. trying to solve? The how can move. And then we can all sort of move the, the journey, the trajectory can be slightly off, but you know what the outcome is going to be. It's like, oh my gosh, it's kind of beautiful. So um, yeah, you've been on quite a journey to kind of get here. So I, I normally ask about, you know, tell me what it's like when you first got started, but obviously you've been started 16 years with your business and now you're you're going through a transition. So what was it like for you at the, you know, towards the end of, of, of that business where you realized, ah, this, it's not for me anymore. It's not working. What, what was that like? Uh, you know, actually very humbling in a lot of ways and um, did some like shaking my confidence, if you will. Uh, I went to school for nine years for architecture and my architecture career looks somewhat unconventional uh, compared to most. And so uh, like starting my own company right out of school, I I didn't have a choice. I was, I graduated into a recession and I made it work for myself. Mm. And it's just kind of rolled along like that. And um, so there's always been moments throughout where it's like, I I sort of question like, or, or maybe compare myself to others. And I've never felt that that was a very productive um, thought process to chase down. So (laughs) Did you find it, do you think that you were like the, the accidental entrepreneur? It was like, I didn't well, need to do this at the time, kind of forced into it, kind of did this. I know that, um, you know, so my parents, my family, there's a lot of self-employed people in my life in general growing up. So I felt very, I didn't feel like starting my own company was foreign when I did it. Mm. I also knew that like through grads, when I was in school, I would get a job for a few months 
and realized that after a few months of sitting in someone else's office, I would start to get sort of antsy and unproductive. And so I had this, yeah. I, I do have this, like, sometimes I think I'm maybe a serial student, you know, I went, again, I went to school for so long that I really thrived in a, in an environment where things change, you know, like mm. a, a few months go by and then something changes. So with my own business, I was able to always feel like I had flexibility and I could make decisions and a project would start and then it would end and I could do something. And so it always felt somewhat fresh and I didn't feel afraid of owning my own company. Thankfully I have felt, um, intimidated by growing my company bigger being in charge of other people's uh, financial mm. situation that was something i grappled with in the past that uh, now i feel i feel more confident but again the decision to put put one kind of nice little company to bed and start two new it, it brings up all that humbling fear again <laughs> over and over yeah. we re relearn the same things yeah, we were chatting offline before we came on. It's like the, these fears, these doubts, these things that sort of come up with a business owner. And, you know, am I following my intuition? Am I trusting myself? Am I going from fear? Sometimes like we don't know because we're so in the moment. So once you made that decision that, yeah, I need to change my business. It's been 15, 16 years and I need to move forward. What was it like as you hit that moment and saw the path through because there must be a, a time where you it was there was a lot going on so confusion sadness maybe levels of grief coming through oh my gosh it's it can be so tough so what was the realization when it was like yeah this this business is not for me anymore well you know I'm kind of uh I I I'm a spiritual being and I always am interested in that like aspect of myself and moving forward and navigating emotions and things. And so I had started a coaching um, about a year prior to two years prior to closing the business. Actually, I, I felt that I needed to get in touch with my relationship to money. And so that really helped me get through the steps of how to close a business, how to be okay with saying no to this income stream and yes to another. And again, saying no in general to projects that weren't going to bring me joy. Um, so that was a deep emotional dive into myself and what I, what I wanted moving forward. And then my coach one day said, you know, it's as if you have a 25 year old child living in the basement that you can't kick out. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and for some reason it was so in my, cause I was like, I would never let my children stay at my house till 25. Like, you know, that's not me. Why am I letting this happen? And then, um, so then it was just a series of going through the ropes of continued, continuing my message and the new yeah, message. It's like, you can't go back. But that moment, yeah, you can't go yeah. back that, that profound statement yeah. that is like, you hear one thing, maybe you heard it before and it wasn't the right time. It wasn't said in the right way. There's yeah. various reasons why we hear things at different levels at different times, but yeah. oh my gosh, once you hear something, I think everyone just pause and think, what was the statement that made you think, oh, shit, I can't unhear that. It's given me a new perspective. It's given me a new shift. So that for you was, oh, I get it now. Yeah. I need to do something about this. I think it's such a big moment. Huge. And it's, and again, you, like you said, you can't unhear it. 
Um, and I think that the universe had been trying to tell me in more subtle ways, but then you hear this analogy and it's just like, oh, okay. There's no going back. And my coach at one point asked me, what could you do to keep this business making you happy? How could you keep it? And I couldn't answer the question. I was like, there's nothing. There is literally, I could start charging thousands of dollars more per minute. And I still think I would be unhappy doing it. So it's that moment of, I love the way I say the universe was giving you little hints along the way. And you were like, nope, I can't see this. It was, it was too hard. Eventually the universe is like, okay, I need to, you need a push, don't you? So, yeah. and then I mean, we all have stories of COVID where that was the push for a lot of people where you're about to do the thing and then slam, this thing comes in. We all have different stories about this. So I, I love sort of foreign universe watching the, um, the crumbs following those quicker looking back now I was like oh my gosh I saw all these signs but I was unwilling unable um, or I just logically or, or emotionally couldn't do it so yeah. I love when these, these things do happen so yeah the fast forward to crumbs today so you were able to come through this kicking and screaming but <laughs> what was it like once you yeah, on the other side of that, it's like, okay, I'm now starting this. It's it's the it's the new businesses. I see what lights me up. Yeah, that's a good. So, what's the question? How 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 is it now? <laughs> yeah, what what's it like for you as you first started? Because when we first started okay. business, there's always these challenges that we never see coming and things we weren't aware of. So you've already done things, yeah. but now it's like you've never closed one down and started some new ones. So it's like, ah, oh, it's almost like the same. But hey, this there's always other things that come up so what's that been like well it's um so there there was this like fear of like will i disappoint people will i as an architect how am i going to fit in like all these kinds of things and now um with the with the sort of momentum of change behind me i am swept up in that current i i cannot go there would be no way to go back and I'm happy, like I find my partnerships that I've developed make me incredibly happy. I don't feel frustrated in my days. Um, so like there's an emotional grounding around the decision itself. And there's just like, I can feel every day, every week, there has not been, since I started, there has not been a single week where I didn't have a few things that I needed to do and I, to get to push it forward. And so that means the universe continues to serve me like a new person to talk to a different relationship to foster a different like the tasks just kind of keep bubbling up and so it's like oh take another step take another step take another step oh beautiful so is, is this the universe bringing things to you so you kind of yeah it's like i'm i'm, I'm actually not trying to move the momentum I'm, I'm but this happens and then then this happens and it feels a bit more in flow a bit bit easier it's like these things are dropping into place i don't know how but again follow that current right yeah and they keep dropping into place and so as long as my eyes are open and i say yes and i take the step and i don't let you know some of those fear because it's very easy to sit down and look at everything and say what am i doing i'm a nightmare this is a mess i should go get a job just stop you know and but that's like a you can't go there. You just have to like close that door when it comes. I like to say, neti, neti, neti. I am not this thought. I'm not this thing. That is no thing I go for. I, I'm going. I go. And I just remind myself sometimes when those negative thoughts come, like, no, 
the universe continues to show me the next step forward. And, and it's incredibly like the idea of trust around the process and patience. <laughs> patience mm. might be one of my more difficult tasks in life, but really it's like where I sit right now, and I look back two years ago, sometimes I, you can get frustrated in this idea of waiting. Um, but it's the whole journey is joyous to me. It's, I fill my days all, with joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all one journey. I want to just quickly rewind to one thing that you said. I mean, what is it? Netty, which is, yeah. but my interpretation of that is, you know, I don't entertain those thoughts. There is a phrase that once these negative thoughts all these comments, all this, here's what could go wrong. I mean, I, I found myself literally saying out loud, I didn't care how much of a numpty I looked like. It was, I don't entertain those thoughts. It's a declaration to the universe. So I just want to drop yeah. that in as a, here's a tactic. Here's one thing that you can start to do to build that, that habit and actually say, I don't entertain those thoughts. And you can move along. So there are some beautiful sort of tactics that obviously the tactics that we have slightly different, same principle. Yeah. Find the one that works for you. So I think that that path interrupt, that's huge. Yeah. It, so I want to just pause and be like, that is massive. Yeah, absorbing. I mean, you can say, again, we talked earlier, like the idea of like saying a mantra versus emotionally absorbing what it is. And it's like, mm. well, I don't, saying, I don't entertain that thought, but actually deeply recognizing the moment one of those thoughts, experiences, projects, whatever it might be, is in front of you. Oftentimes that's the universe just testing. Like, are you sure you want what you say you want? Because here's an opportunity yeah. for the old thing. And you can you can easily say yes to that and show the universe accidentally the wrong thing. So developing the skill of recognizing in the moment. And I think that is a practiced skill of slowing down. For me, at least, I've had to like the idea, slow down in order to speed up, take a second to take a deep breath. Nobody will fault you for taking 10 seconds or saying, you know, I'm going to have to call you back tomorrow or in three days or or like letting the thought right. come for a moment and saying, where did that come from? Why is that here? Take a deep breath. Yeah. Oh, that's, I don't entertain those. That's an interesting concept because, um, yeah. Do you really want it? When we make a declaration, then I, I truly believe the universe will go, cool, I'm going to give you two things. Coming up soon is going to be an opportunity to go in that direction and also a challenge. What are you going to focus on? What are you going to see? What's going to be like, oh, do you really want it? Mm, no, because that challenge is too big. But all these things that come up, so it's where we focus our, our attention on. As long as we... We can yeah. go woo about it or we can be all scientific with the reticular activating system. It's our filter. We, we can see what we want to see. We can That's manipulate right. this reality. So it's interesting hearing you say about that and seeing what, what do you focus on? Do you really want it? And taking that yeah. time to be, hold on, let me re-examine my, my new beliefs. Let me re-examine the new why. Does it <laughs> align? Oh, shit, it doesn't. Well, that makes it easy. That's right. And if, and part of it is really letting go of the pressures around you, you know, like that. I mean, maybe that's something that comes with age confidence. I don't know, but there just became a moment where it's like, you know, like people say, I don't care what other people think about me, but that's not true. We all care what other people think we just do. That's like human body, ego, nature, whatever you want to call it. And so 
it's not that I don't care anymore what people think about me. It's that I get to choose mm. which perspectives guide me or let or come in to work with me, you know? Yeah. And that moment there, knowing that we have this rather than be on autopilot, it's like, oh, you mean I had a choice with this? Like you say no to a certain job yeah. or certain uh, opportunities. Like, no, that, that no longer serves me. It's not the right thing. To realize that we have choice is... And now we're going deep. This is like, we're on levels deep. It's like, oh my gosh, this is, this is sort of so much fun to see. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it does, we just need to pause. We need to pause and do this. So a lot of times those, those offered, like you say too, the, the, um, these opportunities are, are like in a, in a wrapped up package that makes you think that, oh, look at this opportunity. And it's like, wait a minute, this opportunity doesn't, doesn't take me in the direction I want to go. And if I don't know the direction that I'm headed, it's really hard to analyze in that moment. Yeah. Is this helping me get closer to that thing or taking me further away from it? Mm. Clarity. It's a massive thing. So with, with having that clarity with, I know what I don't want. And maybe that's, that's as good as knowing what you do. Sometimes I, I don't know what I want, but damn it, I don't want this. It's like, yeah, great. That's a win. That is some amazing information. So with knowing your direction, how is it for you to to tap into that that trust and that intuition when it has been coming from a place of you know, maybe necessity or fear in the past? And maybe it'll always sort of creep up. It'll always sort of be around. How do you determine between which one's fear and which one's just honest, authentic intuition? Uh, that's a very good question. I actually don't necessarily think they're all that different. Um, I, I think that sometimes our intuition feels or looks like fear. And sometimes fear is actually the very thing that you need to be able to jump off the cliff, mm. you know, or, and so there is fear. I think of like, a, I don't know if you ever had these moments during COVID, I call it the like fear rabbit hole, where you can imagine something horrible happening, and you can just keep going into the thought of like, mm. how horrible, how horrible, how horrible, or you just stop and then recognize, okay, this thing is like, maybe it's the difference between fear or scary. Mm. <laughs> um, and there's no way to hear the difference between like healthy fear or not healthy fear if you don't slow down. So for yeah. me, again, it's like this idea that like, if I'm standing in front of a room of people and I take three deep breaths and there's this awkward pause, I don't, nobody is going to fault me for that. Mm. Although that is the very pressure that you feel as an, as a, someone speaking in front of a room it's like I have to I have to have an answer now and that like for me that's just like an analogy for life in general when another human is looking at you for an answer our gut is like gotta get the answer now out and it's like no no take a deep breath back out if you need to take three days if you need to nobody will really actually fault you that sense of urgency to have the answer now is in our own selves. And I think that is the difference between like listening to your intuition or fear or not is like this willingness to take the space to, to first recognize you need the space and then take the space that you need to be able to make that yeah. proper decision. Okay. What's what one step further? Cause that's kind of beautiful from a speaking engagement. Cause it's right in the middle of, I need to answer else. And then it comes into 
now into fear. Else they're not going to think that I'm good enough, uh, have the authority, not going to be asked back again. Therefore, so to make an answer up because you're scared of that, it's like, that's fear. What are you trying to avoid? There's something bad rather than being authentic with yourself. And then if it's decisions to make, if I try and write this email or make this decision, what am I trying to stop happening? If it's, I'm trying to make sure this thing doesn't happen, right. is it negative? You can see if it's fear. So it's only like a couple of really good questions to see this. And then it's like, oh my gosh, that is so telling. It's coming from a place of fear. Cool. That is not the energy I want to bring to this. So yeah. what do I want to do instead? And sometimes it can be like, oh, but that means I'm vulnerable. That means I'm, I'm talking and I can say I made a mistake or I don't know. And that's where beautiful things happen. Yeah, it's okay not to know. <laughs> I know a lot of things and I know one thing is that I don't know shit. <laughs> and it's okay. And it's a, that's why these like social networks are so important because it's like, you know, I don't know the answer to that right now. Give me a couple of days and either I'll find somebody that does know or I'll find the answer. You know, and, and, but again, if you have the sense of urgency that that person is going to judge me, if I don't come up with something now, I mean, that's yeah. literally just wrong thinking in my mind. It's like, that is not helpful for you. Um, and I've like little blank, little statements, like again, the, the 25 year old in the basement, there's also other kind of sort of messages that come to me, like um, that stick, you know, just statements or ideas that stick. One is yeah. attuned to delight. So that idea of delight for me has been a big guy, like in, in moments where I don't know where I, where it's harder to recognize, is this the right choice or not? And I'm, I'm kind of struggling. I will sit down with the, Okay. Well, which one of these choices will help me to attune to delight? So I really let like joy and delight be more seriously a guide. Cause again, in the past, I think that like, we maybe grow up with this idea that we don't deserve joy. Like we have to go to work and grind. And then after that, I can have some joy on the weekend. And it's like, no, no, we are joy. Our whole life can be that if you give it the importance it deserves and is. And so, um, so that idea of attuned to delight has really been like it. I feel like it lights me up when I even say it. Cause it's, it's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> now we're getting in the logical and the emotional. There's double layers to this. That's why it's, right. it's working so well for you. It's almost like it's it's a pre-decision. It's a pre-decision. Uh -huh. you, you've made your mind up that if you get stuck, put it into this filter. Is it attuned to delight? Yes or no? It's like now you don't make up the rules. It's like it, it's a yes or a no. And if it is, great. If it's not, there you go. Oh, yeah. that made things so much easier rather than trying to work out from all the variables. So love that. Hey, Valerie, this is, this is fun. We can go for hours on this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But thank you so much for, for playing along and, and sharing you know, in the moment what it's like for you as you juggle all these thoughts and businesses and make these transitions. It's, it's fantastic to hear. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for giving me the audience to share with. I, it, it bubbles up. So it's nice when someone wants to um, hear <laughs> the answer. So nice. And look, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a brand new shiny website called infillproject.com. And um, other than that, I have a pretty I'm, I'm I toy around with Facebook and Instagram. I'm not very consistent there. I work a lot. So I 
you know, I try, but uh, Valerie Lane on Facebook and uh, Urban Infill or the infillproject.com is the, it's, that's my, that's my new company that I just have poured all my love into. So I'll just tell everybody, go there. <laughs> well, everyone go check yeah. it out. Show it some love. And uh, if you're curious or like, hell yeah, this sounds amazing. Yeah, go check it out. But Valerie, thank you so, so much for being here. This has been an awful lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Very nice to meet you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.